Shalom, and welcome to In the Beginning. My name is Shmuel Bowman, and I am a Torah scribe. So let me set the scene for you. The sons of Jacob are standing in the court of the highest ranking officer in the land of Egypt. The only person higher than him is Pharaoh himself. And Joseph has confused and has totally stressed out his brothers. They have no idea who he is. They have no idea except that they're standing in front of a man who has the power of life and death. And at this moment, if you take a look in chapter 45 of Genesis, in verse 3, Vayomer Yosef, Joseph said to his brothers, Ready? You ready for this? Ani Yosef, ha'od avichai. I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? And at this point in time, the brothers are like, that's it. They are dumbfounded. They they go into almost like they, they go into a state of shock. They're absolutely frozen. They're absolutely they, can, they cannot answer. They cannot speak. Now, there's all sorts of interesting ideas. Why why can't they speak? They're just standing there, literally, like, you know, are they uh, are they skeptical? Are they uh, do they doubt that this high, highest ranking officer in the land of Egypt could actually possibly be their brother? Is it doubt? Is it a sense of shame? Like, oh my, I can't believe this. Like, I can't believe what we did. We sold this brother of ours. First, we tried to kill him. And then we sold him into slavery. And now he's the most powerful, second most powerful person in the world. I'm really feeling like that was a real big mistake, a real shame. Or is it, okay, we're standing in front of somebody who we tried to murder. And now he has the opportunity to, in a split second, you know, execute us. So is it that sense of that sense of fear? So the Torah doesn't tell us, but it leaves it to our uh, own ideas as to why they're dumbfounded. They're totally in shock and frozen, and they don't speak. They literally don't speak for the next little while. It's only Joseph that now starts talking, and he's talking, he's talking to verse 4 and verse 5 and verse 6, all the way until verse 15. Okay, he's just going on and talking and blabbing and going. And they're like, and he kissed all his brothers and wept upon them. Okay, only then were his brothers able to talk to him. Wow. See the moment? You see what's going on here? It's incredible. After all this talking and they're frozen, the conversation can't continue. It's a one-way conversation, which really isn't a conversation. That's called a, a speech. Uh, Joseph is talking and he's trying to put everything in order and trying to give some clarity here. And the brothers are like, "Uh, we can't talk. This, this is not, this isn't going to work. And through Joseph's compassion, through his spontaneous emotion, right? Kissed his brothers, embraced them, wept with them. And that burst through, that broke through, so that after that, they could actually, right, his brothers were able to talk to him. They were able to actually have real conversation. The relationship could now really go forward. What is it about that? You know, one of my favorite hobbies is, believe it or not, I listen to speeches. I really do. I I enjoy it. I I, I learn from other uh, people who 
speak, public speaking, either at historical events. And uh, I find it very, very fascinating. Speeches that convey ideas, um, speeches that uh, are to celebrate different happy events, sad events. I find them very, very interesting. The power of the word. They call this wordsmiths. People who are able to take words and fashion them in a way that really convey everything that they want to say. And yet, there are times when words do not suffice. Words do not suffice. And this is one of those moments because Joseph could have said the greatest speech of all time. It would have been up there with Winston Churchill, you know, Martin Luther King. It would have been up there with, you know, JFK. And uh, I'm sure countless of speeches from other cultures around the world that have really moved and shaked people to their core. And yet, and yet, no words could move this conversation forward. Nothing except a brother kissing and crying with his brothers. There's a story uh, about a uh, synagogue that takes place in Sfat, where all great stories take place in Sfat, in northern Israel. And the story goes is that the, uh, the people were praying in the synagogue and, you know, going through the rote, if you will, of, of the words um, that people can get used to saying in their so-called conversation with God. And the story goes is that a boy walked into the synagogue and he uh, pulled out a, a flute, right? And at full volume, he just shrieked into this flute. It just kind of screeched and it wasn't necessarily even such a beautiful sound. It wasn't very musical necessarily, but it screeched and it made a very loud sound and everybody kind of turned around and like, whoa, whoa who, who did that? Where, where is that coming from? And they saw the boy and the boy like, yikes, I thought that may not have been a good move. And he gets out of there. He runs out of the, he runs out of the synagogue. And as he runs out of the synagogue, so the rabbi kind of scoops him up and catches him. And the boy's like, oh man, I'm in real trouble now. And the rabbi says, no, 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 no. You're not at all in real trouble. The opposite. You did all of us a great favor. And he gathered everybody in the synagogue around. And he said, I need to explain something to you, you know? Here we are reciting our words from our prayers, and they're important words, and they're sacred words, and they're. You know, but sometimes our words get stopped. Sometimes they get clogged up. Sometimes there's a a blockage, and we can't go any further. And the words aren't kind of getting to their destination. We want to have a conversation with God, and all we're doing is blabbing, and we're not we're not hearing back from God. And what this little boy did by pulling out this flute and, in a sense, praying a prayer without words, a prayer, just that screech of the flute. You know what, the, you know what that flute did? You know what that screeching sound did? It was coming from a place of such passion and emotion. It broke through. It burst through all those words that were clogged up on their way to God. It broke through and created a, an avenue, a portal for all those words to now get to their destination. I think of that story when I'm thinking about how it was so crucial for Joseph to just stop talking. Just, this is a time for no words. This is just a time for brothers to come together and to cry and to hug. And then 
the words could flow. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes we need to stop talking. Please join me every week for new ideas and uh, let's share these secrets together. Shalom. I'm Shmuel Bowman. Would you like to have your favorite Bible verse as it was originally written or give someone you love a special gift? Shmuel will create a Hebrew Bible verse of your choice on parchment in the traditional Torah scribal form. The parchment is set in a handcrafted wood frame in a choice of hues and silhouetted by an original design paper cut depicting the unforgettable Jerusalem skyline. The paper cut is offered in three exquisite colors, midnight blue, burgundy wine, and desert beige. Please visit our website, sacredscrolls.net. In the Beginning is produced by Sacred Scrolls. You can subscribe to our podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, or Amazon Music. If you have any questions or comments, please be in touch through our website at sacredscrolls.net. Thank you for listening.